Hello and welcome back to Quick Shanti, the place where we digest timeless wisdom one bite at a time. Today, we are talking about awe. Awe is like a thread that connects us to something bigger. It connects us to the extraordinary, the mysteries of life's essence. It dissolves the sense of separation and invites us to stand outside of ourselves in unity with the world around us. More to come on that in just a second, but first, let's settle in with a little bit of awareness. Either softening your gaze or shutting down your eyes, whatever you feel is best for you today. Just watching your breath. And with each inhale, finding any points of tension, and with each exhale, releasing them fully. Bring your shoulders up, down, and away from your ears. Unclench your fists, unclench your jaw. And together, let's take a nice deep breath. Deep inhale through the nose. And hold. And a big open mouth exhale. let's dive in. So what is awe? This incredibly mysterious, powerful, and even mystical experience. And when does it show up? Usually think of it showing up when you're exploring a foreign city for the first time, stargazing, scuba diving, watching a clip of Freddie Mercury perform at Live Aid, camping in a lush forest, witnessing a hurricane, a picture of a nebula, holding a newborn baby, There are many, many different situations that can induce these experiences of awe. Awe is a funny thing, though. An emotion, yes, but I like to think of it more as an experience. Awe is a bit more than just a fleeting emotion. It holds a deeper significance in our lives. Awe doesn't play by the rules like other emotions do. It's sort of this mix, a very delicate mix of wonder, but also fear. It's a very personal feeling of deep reverence humbled in the face of something vast, sublime, or beyond our usual comprehension. Experiences of awe are what psychologists call self-transcendent. They shift our attention away from ourselves. Let's think of an example. Let's say you're staring out at the ocean, contemplating its vastness and all of its unexplored territories. And this maybe triggers an experience of awe. During this experience, your focus and awareness expand beyond your individual concerns and perspectives. In this moment, you feel connected to something greater than yourself, leading to a sense of awe and wonder. Self-transcendence is the modern fancy term, but historically this is what the mystics pointed to. In ancient Greece, they called it ecstasis, meaning to be or to stand outside oneself. Mystics across various traditions have sought to transcend the limitations of the individual self and merge with a larger reality. Ecstasis has been used to describe moments when the ordinary sense of self dissolves, allowing for a deeper connection with something beyond, the divine, unity, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Now I want to look to someone who frequently includes all in her teachings, and that's Dr. Jane Goodall. 
Dr. Goodall is a renowned primatologist, conservationist, naturalist, and atop all those ists, you could say she's a spiritualist. But I think it's fair to say that her sense of spirituality comes from her connection to nature, and it's sort of the common thread that runs through all of her titles. Jane's memoir, The Book of Hope, is all about nurturing hope amidst the challenges and uncertainties of our times. Jane recognizes that hope is not merely wishful thinking, but a powerful force that drives positive action and resilience. Jane says that her sense of hope, this remarkably contagious expression that she has shared and spread across the planet, is single-handedly fueled by her direct experiences of awe. In her book, Jane shares many of the awe-inspiring experiences that she's had in her life, many that occurred in Gombe, Africa, where she carried out her work with the chimps. Now, one specific event came after the loss of her late husband. She was back in Gombe, and during one early morning expedition, she followed a chimpanzee family up a mountainside, only to be interrupted by a sudden storm that compelled the chimps to take shelter. Jane continued observing, and when the rain ceased, the chimps continued their journey until they reached a grassy ridge overlooking a serene lake. The clouds broke, the sun peeked through, and Jane sat observing these beautiful chimps, this beautiful chimp family, existing peacefully along the lake. It was in this moment of observation that Jane says she felt the experience of awe. She felt the experience of being lifted out of her body. Jane says it's still quite challenging to put words to the experience and what she saw and felt that day. She says that when she tries to recall the experience, herself feels absent, almost. She said, I and the chimpanzees, the earth and trees and air seem to merge, to become one with the spirit power of life itself. Jane's experience sounds a lot like what the psychologists call self-transcendence and what the mystics call ecstasis. All has a way of diminishing the sense of self-importance when faced with the immensity of the world. It's a humbling realization. Psychologist David Elkins writes, All is a lightning bolt that marks in memory those moments when the doors of perception are cleansed and we see with startling clarity what is truly important in life. All is so much like a lightning bolt, this powerful and vivid event that etches itself into memory. The awe-inspiring moments in our lives serve as markers of profound clarity. They offer a fresh lens through which we can perceive life's essence. When the doors of perception are cleansed by awe, one gains a heightened awareness of what holds genuine importance. In this way, awe is a transformative experience. It allows us to see beyond just our individual selves, and this can lead us to reprioritize what we value and recalibrate our purpose here on earth. Coming back to Jane, following her experience of observing the chimps along the lakeside, Jane shared that on her way back down the mountain, she had a heightened attention and awareness that allowed her to perceive the most intricate details and unique qualities of each leaf she passed. This heightened sense of awareness is a sub-experience of all, where all senses are engaged. This state of mind allows for an even deeper connection and appreciation of the world around us and the mysteries of the creation that underlie everything. 
the experiences and perspectives shared by Jane Goodall and her encounters with nature and her understanding of interconnectedness are deeply intertwined with the emotion of awe. Awe is a powerful experience that arises when we are confronted with something vast, extraordinary, or beyond our usual comprehension. It is a sense of wonder, reverence, and humility in the face of the grandeur and complexity of the world. It opens us up and shifts our perspective, reminding us that there is more to the world than meets the eye. Consider awe to be like a thread that connects us to the transcendent, that connects us to the mysteries that are beyond us. Now, in a world that loves answers, (laughs) awe reminds us that mystery is sacred and it should be protected. Albert Einstein once said, the most beautiful experience we can have is the mysterious. It is the fundamental emotion which stands at the cradle of true art and true science. Whoever does not know it and can no longer wonder, no longer marvel, is as good as dead and their eyes are dimmed. Einstein's words highlight the importance of maintaining a sense of curiosity and awe throughout our lives to revere the mystery of life. As Einstein suggests, to lose the ability to wonder, to lose the ability to marvel at the unknown, is to deprive ourselves of the richness of existence. In essence, it's up to us to nurture our sense of awe, to cultivate a sense of wonder, and remain open to the mysteries of life. Awe, wonder, curiosity, these are connected experiences that push us forward, but also connect us to life itself. Experiences of awe awaken our senses, ignite our curiosity, and open our hearts and minds to the mysteries of life. As children, we are intimately familiar with the experiences of awe and wonder. In our early years, as little humans, as curious beings, we navigate the world with wide-eyed fascination. Have you ever watched a child eating their lunch? They dump their food out on their tray. They're squishing it and tasting it and rubbing it all over their face and splashing in it and drawing in it. But what they're doing is exploring. They're exploring these alien properties and substances and colors and textures that they're brand new to. They're learning. And in their innocent and instinctive manner, they are wholeheartedly engaged in the act of learning. For them, every touch, taste, and interaction with the food is like a voyage of discovery. It expands their understanding of the world around them. However, as we grow older and navigate the complexities of socialization and adulthood, these awe-inspiring and profoundly curious experiences can gradually diminish, fading into the background of our lives. Returning to Einstein's words, his statement holds true. Whoever can no longer wonder, no longer marvel, is as good as dead. The loss of our capacity to wonder to experience awe, and to marvel at the world around us, it extinguishes that radiant light, that radiant curiosity that resides within us. And it creates the illusion that we are more separate than we actually are. To no longer wonder, to no longer marvel, it's as if we are already spiritually departed, where the vibrancy of existence becomes dulled and the profound mysteries of life are either overlooked, forgotten, or in some cases, assumed that there's nothing left to learn. We know it all. We've seen it all. There's no need for further exploration or discovery. Carl Sagan once said, awe is the antidote to arrogance. It reminds us that there is always more to learn and discover. This is a key ingredient in awe. 
open-mindedness, knowing that you do not know everything and you never could. All invites us to transcend our assumptions and open ourselves to the mysteries that continue to unfold before us. So I want to pause to give you a moment to reflect. When was the last time you felt a sense of awe? When you felt wonder at the world around you? Really think about it for a moment. There's a common belief that experiences of awe are these rare occurrences that are reserved for grand events or faraway travel or big circumstances. But here's the thing. You don't have to wait for life's grand spectacles to experience awe. They can be found in even the simplest moments in everyday life. It doesn't have to be a fleeting visitor that you hope will come back one day in the distant future. Awe is already in you. It's in the world around you. It might be buried, it might be dim, but the threat is there. Awe is fundamental to being human. But this thread, this thread of awe, it might require some strengthening, some cultivation, some practice. The way I see it, one of the keys to experiencing awe more regularly lies in cultivating greater sensitivity and openness to the world around us. Just like a painter who is attuned to the interplay of lights, shadows, colors, and textures, we can develop how we receive the world around us. Being in a state of receptivity is like tuning ourselves to a clear frequency, similar to how a radio station receives signals. When we are receptive, we are listening. We become aware of the subtle messages that surround us, like the rustling of leaves or the chirping of birds or the way the sky looks right before the sun sets. However, There are times when we are broadcasting our own signals, which can interfere with our ability to receive. When we are too focused on our individual thoughts, emotions, beliefs, our own noise drowns out the subtler frequencies. To be truly receptive, we need to listen, to be still, to remain open and allowing, letting go of filters, labels, and preconceptions. This state of receptivity enables us to notice the intricate details and nuances that we may have otherwise overlooked. By tuning ourselves to be more receptive, we're creating a channel of connectivity. We're strengthening that thread of all that connects us to something grander, something bigger. To close out, I'll leave you with a few practices to help you strengthen and cultivate this thread of all within you. Now, of course, nature is strongly associated with awe, but you don't always have to be in the middle of the redwoods to feel it. So one thing you can do is take five minutes of your morning and sit next to a plant in your house. Any plant is fine. Take these five minutes to thoroughly explore the plant. Touch it, pay attention to its colors, to its textures, to its designs. Touch the soil. What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Put all of your attention on this plant. You could even go beyond your senses. And as you're observing this plant, think about the roots of the plant. What goes on down there? Oh, is that a new sprout? I wonder what the plant looked like as a baby. (laughs) Things like that. And it could all feel silly. It could feel repetitive. But just take the full five minutes. Nothing big has to happen. Just carve out that time to practice becoming receptive, to practice observing and fully focusing on this piece of nature in front of you. Try this practice, even if it's just three seconds of awe, 
all is all. <laughs> now, let's say you want to go more digital. Nature documentaries are a great way to try to experience more awe, more wonder about the world. My Octopus Teacher is an incredible one. Obviously, anything with David Attenborough is usually of high quality, but nature documentaries are great. They reconnect us with the species, the life, the worlds that are way outside of our everyday lives. They, are, again, remind us of the vastness of this planet that we live on. Now, music has great power in evoking awe and a wide range of emotions. For you, it could be Jimi Hendrix. For me, I love listening to Hildegard von Bingen, the medieval mystic composer. You could listen to literally anything Beethoven. Everyone has their tastes, so find the sounds or the artists that pull you into that awe-inspiring state. Now, the last idea I have for you is to go for daily awe walks. So take 15 minutes a day and go for an awe walk. Don't bring your music, don't bring your phone. Just walk and find things to be awestruck by. It could be a tree, it could be an old couple holding hands, a dog playing with a child in the front yard, or even the architecture of an old home. Let it speak to you. But for one week, take a 15-minute awe walk every day and see what comes to you, see what speaks to you. Now, these are just a few exercises. The point that I'm making is that all is all around us. It's up to us to be open and receptive to experiencing it. The world is filled with moments, experiences, and natural wonders that can evoke this sense of awe if we are willing to tune in and receive them, to tune in and appreciate them. In our busy lives, we can feel disconnected from the world, from nature, from other people. We can lose sight of the bigger picture. But when we experience awe, something shifts. We become aware of something larger than our individual selves and our sense of separation fades away. To be in a state of awe is to be standing outside of oneself and in a state of unity. The humility, reverence, and the deep sense of connection that comes with awe acts like an antidote to isolation. It is grounding us and inspiring us at the same time. That's all we have for today. I hope this was a nice rundown on the experience of all and a reminder that you don't have to wait for the big spectacles of life to experience all. You can tune yourself to it. So tap into that childlike curiosity. Marvel at the mysteries that surround you. It is through these experiences of all that we touch something that makes us feel truly alive. Anyway, thank you for listening. I always deeply appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, ideas, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I will leave my email in the description and I'd love to hear from you. Deep gratitude and until next time, stay curious.